0: You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman as of course, a wonderful show. And join me on today's show because... It's a weird week with an all-star game and no games, so we're going to be doing this three times. It's my wonderful co-host, Mr. Tony from Forbes.com, in the West Indianapolis Community News. Tony, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm excited for today's show. This is my favorite show of the year. Well, I guess we do it twice this year, which yes. I get spoiled and lucky, but uh, I am really excited to do this, and I need to, I haven't even said what it is, we're previewing the second half of the schedule today, game by game, predicting wins and losses, and Adam, in the first half of the season kicked my butt. Smoking so I you.
0: I'm smoking you. You <laughs> are. God. It's brutal. Uh, so Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you, you 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 go ahead, Tony. You go ahead. I'm
1: excited. I, I I can't let you talk. I just have to keep going. So, we go through game by game, for those unaware, uh, predict wins and losses. The first half of the schedule, the Pacers went 16-19. and 19. Adam correctly predicted 23 of the 35 games. He went 23-12. and 12. I only got 18 right with a sneak cover to get over half. I got the last uh, – I got five of the last six right to get over 500. So, Adam clearly has a better pulse on this team uh, than I do, but – the point of this is not to beat each other necessarily. It's just that when you see the run of games in a row and what day they're on and, you know, where when in the season it is, like who could be sitting out for either team, it really is eye-opening to, to tell you, like, when they're going to get killed by rest or when they're in a good spot to get some wins or when they really need to get some wins given their current record, you know, 16 and 19 this month coming up really hard. Like, it's just a really good exercise to see what the important stretches will be like we really highlighted that mid to late February stretch the first time we did this show because it felt like some cupcake easy opponents and because they had some harder games before we're like okay maybe they'll be a little over 500 and they can really emerge at that point and then what actually happened is they didn't emerge at all and that's kind of why they're 16 and 19 now. So uh, we get a lot of value out of this and I'm really excited to go through it.
0: Yeah so we got 37 games to predict so I think we should probably got to get like right to it um <laughs> And I think what we'll do is I know there's some news about Karras and, Vert, and I'm just going to, as we go gaming, I'm ask you, do you think he plays by this game? And then we can talk about it. All right. Yeah.
1: We're going to cover the Karis, the latest on Karis, and our weekly show on Thursday. Uh, we'll do the trade deadline tomorrow. Maybe we'll flip those around. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we'll cover the latest on Karis at some point this week because it sounds like he could be back soonish. So we'll cover that then. But we will. Yes. That is an important thing to note with this.
0: All right. So the Pacers come out of the all-star break on a, West Coast Road Trip. Um, they have a pretty brutal march on the road because of the NCAA tournament, the whole thing being held in Indianapolis, which I'm not even sure when that starts. I've been so not fun playing basketball this season, anyways.
1: Well uh, well, Adam, even though the, the tournament itself starts like mid-March, like probably a week from today, okay. the Big Ten tournament is also in Indianapolis. Uh, okay, and that okay. starts on the 10th. So uh, or maybe even earlier than that. So really there's just like there's like an impossible for the Pacers to play, except for the middle of the week during the NCAA tournament. So.
0: yeah. So the first game. It's in Los Angeles against the Lakers. Are they still the ones? They're not the one seed right now in the West, right? They're the no, they're like the-
1: three. They lost a bunch when AD got hurt.
0: Right. So, I guess, do we think AD plays? If he does, win, loss. What is, you want to go first, and I'll, we'll just rotate each game?
1: Yeah, the I'll go first. The Lakers are not very good without um, the the Anthony Davis MVP candidate on their team. I, I don't know their exact record. Uh, ESPN... Uh, has that says that a subsequent mri diagnosed davis with a calf strain and an aggravation of the tendon whatever anyway it says that he'll be sidelined for four weeks and that was on february 11th which means he'll be sidelined beyond the nba's march 5th to 10th all-star break so i'm guessing he won't play uh and the lakers still good they have lebron james obviously uh without him but the pacers can win with ad not playing so i can understand both choices here but honestly with the way this team is playing i have trouble picking anything other than a loss even against lebron james
0: yeah i'm with you there the, the lakers are really good this year um and this team just as we've seen without a they need one more player until that one player comes back i think they'll have a hard be hard to win against any above average to really good team so also I'll i have
1: good. my karis game circled and it's not this one i don't think he's back for this so reminder for those who did not listen a few weeks ago we talked about an, a general overview kind of, of how hard their march is and we said because their april is so easy and where the trade deadline's located if they can have 20 wins by the end of march it sounds like a low bar they can have 20 wins by the end of march which means they go four and seven uh, in march the rest of the way that would be a success because they can rebound from 20 and 26 given how easy their april is so we're trying to find four wins along the way here. However, you get to go first this time. Their second game is against the second seed in the West, Phoenix Suns on a back-to-back in Phoenix. Uh, that's a makeup COVID game, and that sounds like a loss to me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go lost as well. Okay, good. We're, we're on a roll here.
1: <laughs> Pessimistic start from both of us. But thankfully, their third game is their third game and fourth night's in the altitude in Denver. So I know, really, out out an of, easier one. Come win. out of the break swinging. Um, um, go ahead.
0: i say I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to pick a win in this one. I think Denver – Honestly, they probably – they had a shot at being Denver um, for the break. I think – I don't know. I don't know why I think they won this game, but I think it'll be hard to lose. Yeah, you know, I just feel like when they go on the rest of the course, you don't lose three in a row sometimes. You just figure out how to pull one out of your – you know what.
1: They won in Denver last year, the Doug McDermott game, those who recall. And they did just uh, outscore – like, Jokic played 37 minutes, and they outscored the Nuggets in those minutes, right? Like, they had a game plan to beat Jokic, and it worked, and they still lost. I'm picking a loss because Denver's awesome and they actually have home court advantage in a year that no one else does. But I think that those those three games, three and four nights against three top teams in the West, like amazingly the Lakers are probably the easiest of those games because AD will probably be out. And that really underscores how important that game is. Like even if you lose to Phoenix and Denver, if you win one game of this road trip, that would just be so huge for their (laughs) outlook for the rest of the month because their next four games are so tough. So uh, pretty important to steal one of those. Adam thinks it'll be in Denver. Their best shot to me is in LA, but they're all pretty tough.
0: Anyway, yeah.
1: The next game I think I'm, I'm circling is the Karras game. Just so
0: you know. Okay. Uh,
1: this it's and a uh, former team. That's why exactly. So the Pacers play Wednesday, March 17th. It's their first home game uh, of this NCAA tournament run because it's in the middle of the week on this Wednesday, March 17th, at home against the Brooklyn Nets. If Karras Levert is going to return soon after the All Star break, which ends on the 10th for Mo- or whatever after mid-month at home against his former team seems like a pretty cool time to do it so i think karis will be back for this game and i don't think it matters at all they now have blake griffin to help them with some playmaking they have james harden kyrie irving kevin durant the nets are going to beat the pacers
0: um i would agree the nets are uh probably the championship to be up there in the finals in my opinion so yeah
1: yeah they're awesome so after oh i keep i keep running through the transition from game to game and i'm letting you talk but uh the, the after brooklyn nca tournament restarts pacers travel to miami so this is interesting because the heat are playing awesome with jimmy butler in the lineup he's been back for a while they still have some good players this game uh after the nets game every game will be one week from the trade deadline so always some funky stuff that can happen with guys getting held out or rosters getting shaken up so these could be funky but the big thing is to me is they play friday in miami and then sunday in miami and as we've seen this whole season all these back-to-backs against the same team, which are a, a thing that happens in the COVID NBA calendar, uh, they're almost always a split. So even if I think the Heat are probably better and they could be swinging for a big fish around this time, I still think it's a split just because of the way the NBA has worked this year. I just don't know which one I'm going to pick as the win.
0: Yeah, so that's my question. I, I think I would probably pick a Sunday win in Miami. I don't know why. I just feel like that might be, you know, he spent Saturday in Miami resting one night for the team and even though they probably don't have to go anywhere anyways. But I think I would pick a loss the first and win second out of Miami. I well,
1: know. I need to catch up ground on you somehow. So I'll just pick the opposite just so I have a shot. I have to either win
0: both or lose both. It's not to matter.
1: <laughs> I think on all the back-to-backs where there's a split like that, you got them both right and I didn't. Like Toronto won, you got the second game right. Um, actually, we both got both Charlotte games right. That's pretty funny. Uh, the Boston back-to-back, you got both right. I got both wrong. Like you just keep my butt on those. So now we know they're going to win Sunday, Miami, and lose uh
0: friday all right what's next so they got monday in milwaukee you know really really uh <laughs> friendly schedule so far they've now played third and
1: four nights in milwaukee they
0: cool. play let's see the, the the defending champions the two seed in the west then they play the defending east champions on back to back and they played the second best team probably in the east last year oh
1: and and the and the west runner-ups and the second yeah and the second seed in the west and I mean, this Kyle's is, best this the is eight
0: straight games against teams who are in what the top four or five man name is probably like six or seven but like you know legitimately top five teams in their conferences basically yep like that's yep. yeah um uh we've seen
1: play- that they play- have no answers for anything that lucky does so yeah i, I mean I if yas is
0: not playing they, they might win this game but that's about it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i'm picking a loss i know
0: there's no way win. Right? they can going right they've beaten Milwaukee twice in the past i think both times Giannis didn't play that that's the wins they've got no
1: Giannis played once that shut him down
0: Remember? Oh, that's right. There was that one game like four years ago. Or three, and I don't know how long. Yeah. And then the other one, Giannis didn't play. Okay.
1: This is a very randomly important game. The day before the trade deadline at home against the lowly Detroit Pistons, who don't even have Blake Griffin anymore and are going to be sellers, getting rid of guys. They kind of have to win this game. Like, I mean, like there's that's... a chance we've run through how hard their schedule is to start this off. Like, there's a chance to enter this game, considering they just lost to Denver on an eight-game losing streak. Like they, they, they have, to, they have to beat the Pistons the day before the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, if they don't do that, they might all get sold on the twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll talk about the trade deadline later this week. But yeah, the, the, they, they have to beat the Pistons. I mean, to win the,
0: they have to beat the Pistons all four times this year. And they, honestly, they
1: already beat them once. They handily beat them. I mean, actually at halftime it was a pretty close game, but they smoked them in the second half. They, they beat the Pistons easily. They need to win it uh given that i also have one win for miami uh that would get them to 18 so they'd be two wins away with three to go and they have at least a a navigatable last three games in yeah. the month so that again this yeah. underscores the importance of starting off hot like if you can get that steal that win against the lakers in la i mean that would be huge huge for the team's outlook the rest of the month it's crazy how much one win can it change the the outlook on this team just given how hard their schedule is this month
0: yeah, do you think they can they can win in Dallas on March 26th? That's the next game.
1: Dallas is after the deadline. Yeah, that, I mean that's interesting too because again, I, I keep talking about the trade deadline. Karras is back, so they'll be better. And they they played Dallas pretty good, although. K-P- but are
0: we going to see like a like a Lucas second half run all of a sudden? Where he's, well, what
1: I was going to say is one, yeah, Lucas is going to be
0: like running. team level. Remember Dame second he's, half in the previous where he would, like not make the Austin all- and look at me, but not make the Austin all- and score like forty points a game. For- yeah. A month and a half straight. I mean, we-
1: well, and Luca's gonna yeah. have to carry the team to the playoffs. And another reminder about the trade deadline. It's the day before this game, and Dallas, given their spot in the East and their talent, will probably well, be buyers, right? I, I mean, I don't know what's even out there. Like, they could just end up with like Andre Drummond or something. But may, there's
0: a chance their roster looks better by then. Who knows? Yeah, they're always um, gonna be buyers. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, they have Luca. They're always trying to, yeah. out to get better. I mean, maybe it's like a yeah. Move around for a piece, but it's always. Pacers won in
1: Dallas last year. Vic and Luca dueled in the fourth quarter. It's very possible they win this game. Dallas isn't, like, awesome this year. But uh, we saw what they tried to do to Luca last time. It didn't work.
0: I have no reason, again, to not pick the Mavs. So I'm picking the Mavs. I'm going to follow your lead and put a loss as well. Okay. Well, but another
1: must-win game.
0: But then I'm excited. <laughs> like a couple of days off, and they take the Washington Wizards on. And Washington Wizards are playing better as of late, but they're still not very good. They're
1: still the Wizards. They they might be sellers at the deadline. See if they stumble a little bit after this All Star break, right, and they fall back to like 12th or 13th, which is very possible have, for
0: them. They have been supposed sellers for like I don't know what three years now and done nothing pretty much. So I'll see why I believe it.
1: But... Yeah, I know. I don't. I'm not saying Beal. I don't think they'll trade Beal. Well, then what
0: are they um, selling? They don't have anything else.
1: Fertons is good, and I guess that's probably it yeah, but how actually, do you get
0: rid of Bert has to not get rid of I guess you can wait till the summer to get rid of Beale, but like yeah get rid of Burn and Basically saying you're get rid right of they're actually. right they
1: yeah they just traded for us they probably won't be but you know maybe, like maybe. but I still think the Pacers can win this game given their defensive scheme I don't think Beale's tall enough to just destroy them Russ is actively harming his team this year so See, that's a win that's three so that'll get them to 19 yeah. can they beat Miami at home to get to 20 maybe they're already at 20 at they're on mine
0: already at 20.
1: Yeah, and yours there at twenty. So then this is just icing on the cake. But oh, I forgot to mention something uh, yeah. before we finish out this month. And I actually don't remember the day off the top of my head, but I know they do. Yes, March twenty fourth, Adam against Detroit. Why is that a big game? Do you know? Not a clue. Miles Turner's birthday. He always ah. plays good on his birthday. They're going to. Oh, is also around the same time, isn't it? Or is that's that's a lock. <laughs> that Detroit game is uh, a like gamble on that game level luck. Uh, Sabonis' birthday is May third.
0: Okay, I was off. I thought it was March. 3rd. We, we
1: will get there. They do in fact play on Sabonis' birthday against a team with crappy centers, so we'll get there. Uh, let's get to, let's let's finish out March, get to a break, and and roll through April. Yeah. But play Miami at home. They'll just play Miami a bunch, but maybe they made some trades and look different. I don't know. But what what you thinking?
0: I think a win in Miami, so I'll I have the team at twenty one and twenty five to end adam we need that cell
1: to say what it said so we can remember to track their 20 wins for the month
0: i'm just marking what i oh my god fine whatever tony's coming on our excel sheet i think they will be adam
1: sabotaging the uh locked on pacers uh excel thing i'm picking a win anyway just because i think they can get to 20 wins in the month and miami's good but not like so much better than them uh they'll need the wins. Their April's not as hard. It'd be a good time to get some momentum, a two-game win streak for the first that'll be the first two game win streak in literally a month on the dot. So uh they'll need it. So yeah,
0: I I truly think once Karras comes back and we'll see what he'll be able to play at. I mean, the thing is he it's not like he's been off for a ton of months, been off for two months, right? So he should be able to kind of ramp back into conditioning in a couple weeks. I mean, considering so we,
1: we we'll have to quell a lot of narratives in March because he'll come back, but like he'll have missed some time, so he'll struggle at first and there again, let's let's just hypothetically say I'm right. also
0: new team, new guy, new fit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But let's just hypothetically, it's a Jeremy Lamb thing, and he comes back looking good anyway. They still might be bad looking because he'll come back and they'll play the Nets, the Heat twice, the Bucks, the the Mavs, the Heat again, like. They might just lose because those teams are awesome. Like it's not like Paris. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Gonna be but easy. I guess
0: my thought is when he comes back, they should be on the level of a team like Miami. Miami is good. But Miami is not on Bro- Brooklyn, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah, and LA. LA are like a whole. Nother Dallas.
1: Player. Dallas is a team they can definitely beat with Levert back. Like that yeah. game should be maybe swung a little more in the back. Remember, they, let's let's they take. They've lost some close April.
0: games this year, so like he's gonna of them that way theoretically. But yes, I agree with you.
1: Let's take a break and get to April, Adam.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Um, so first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. You can shop for auto and body parts in hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from your engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and rightfully easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do your yourselfers So, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. You see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how do you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. Main selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. As the Pacers come into April and pass Tony's birthday of April 1st, uh, they play Charlotte on the Friday. You have your birthday off, luckily, Tony, maybe. But uh they play the Charlotte. I haven't got my birthday in a long time, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's April 1. Irrelevant. They play Charlotte at home. Charlotte is, I gotta, I gotta pull the East End something I'm thinking about this. Charlotte's, uh they're like the sixth seed right now, I wanna say. Am I wrong? Yeah, they were like
1: half a game above the Pacers. Like the seeding four through seed. eleven in the Pacers means nothing. Like
0: that's just, true. That's true. They're they they just they had a little run in the garbage, like the four seed for a split second there. But uh what I yeah. mean by that is it's an important win in the playoff yep. race, I guess. So let's
1: let's zoom out for a second. We're gonna go through these games one at a time. Um, but let's say, let's just pessimistically say they're twenty and twenty six at the end of at the end of March. That's what you think they're gonna be. Okay, that is where I have them. Adam's been more correct than me. He's got them at 21 and 25. Whatever. Let's just hypothetically say that that's the case. Their run to start April is Charlotte, San Antonio, Chicago, Minnesota, Orlando, Memphis. Then they have the Clippers, who are really good. Then Houston, who's lost like a million in a row. Utah, who's amazing. And then another stretch of Atlanta, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Detroit, Orlando. That is like three weeks of like very winnable games. They got to go on a –
0: tear. So are you are you gonna pick them to go on this tear though? That's that this is kind of uh, make or break (laughs) moment.
1: I know this is their season. Like if they, if they get to that Houston game mid month and they have only won like half their games this month, they're probably like sitting 10th in, in the East. So they're probably thinking maybe it might be
0: better just to pack it in and look at the lottery. <laughs> odds?
1: Yeah. Let's uh, let's bench Jeremy Lamb for the rest of the season. Let's uh,
0: well, wait uh, on the roster by that point. That's a, that's a question. I See, think here's you. the thing is
1: I, I keep getting this comment and I kind of want to talk about this in the trade deadline show a little deeper. People keep saying, the Pacers need to tank, or like the Pacers need to to think yeah. for the future. Okay, what what exactly would they be doing differently than right now? Yeah, I don't think you that? Like, I they're just, losing every game. Like, yeah. what would they be doing differently? Yeah,
0: they don't <laughs> so, tank, but if things don't go their way, they can then maybe like stop playing guys thirty nine minutes a game.
1: <laughs> that that yeah, like the minor 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 minutes. That was so hard to say. Yeah, what I mean, easy. you could you could but, hold
0: worn out the rest of the year you don't think he's ready yet and instead of pushing to push and come back you could you could give more miss sumner and aaron holiday just to see what they can do you could ease up on some make see him- they're
1: already giving like minutes to the younger
0: guys. no you're right go so, get, get like 20 instead of- I, that that's
1: exactly the difference could be just Goga, but i don't know what they can appreciably do different we'll talk about that on the traded line show Anyway, i think they did so
0: they, they're doing plenty of good themselves taking him without trying exactly balls.
1: Pretty important game in Charlotte because, again, playoff positioning online. line. I think they beat Charlotte and get the month. Yeah,
0: first. I mean, I haven't respected a Charlotte against the Pacers in a long time. The only reason they won this year is because of the two games. They should have won both games probably. Yeah, Charlotte honest. shot
1: a million percent down the stretch of that game. get
0: it. Yeah. San Antonio actually pretty good.
1: That's a tough travel situation from home versus Charlotte to at San Antonio. Uh, and that's not even a makeup game. Uh, the makeup game is later this month. They, they just got screwed scheduling here. That's a tough back-to-back, and the Spurs are decent, so I will pick the Spurs. However, this one's a weird one. I kind of want to like, highlight it somehow. Like the Spurs could just sell dudes at the deadline. You know, they're all full and on youth. They're barely playing Aldridge anyway. They could be a lot worse then, but uh, they're okay. They're actually a good team, so that could be tough. But anyway, they get some time off after that. So
0: yeah, I'll pick a win, but you know, I, I, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, it's it's make or break time. So I got to pull some it wins is. that maybe shouldn't have.
1: It is. Well, thankfully, make or break their next week is Chicago, Minnesota, Orlando, Memphis. I think they win the first three games of that week easily.
0: Um, I Chicago think they beat Chicago
1: is good, but they can beat them.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm going to drop this here just because I, I, I'm going pick a loss to Minnesota. Wow. Just because it's a back-to-back, and they'll, they'll blow some games some stupid way. Um, okay, it- I think
1: they beat Chicago. I mean, they're basically a Zach Levine miracle fadeaway from being 2-0 against Chicago this year and Garrett Temple having the game of his season and Thad Young having an awesome overtime.
0: But Chicago's good. They're like...
1: Chicago, the- yeah, they are good. They're ahead of the Pacers in, in record, right? I probably shouldn't be so confident, but I think the Pacers are better than them. They won handily. In, in, earlier this year, they'll have Karis back. We'll be probably... I don't think he'll be... He won't be back by then. I, I'm almost positive we won't have TJ Warren by then. I just okay. said we. I have to fire myself from the show. Yeah, i so positive... Uh, the team I cover that I will often see in person, uh, will not have TJ Warren by then. However, uh, we'll be starting to hear the murmurs of when he'll come back. Maybe there's an there. Minnesota stinks. They're going to be Minnesota. They played awful in Minnesota and won. uh, and then Orlando. Yeah. Same deal. They played awful against Orlando earlier this season and won in overtime. So there's a win. Just, Memphis is actually pretty good
0: though. I'm they a loss in Minnesota. some Minnesota's just, just cause they almost lost last one of them. And I don't know, this team will lose a bad game. So that'll be the one I have to pick for that. Um, okay. Memphis is playing better, certainly.
1: Memphis is an okay team. They've got good players everywhere. Maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. will finally play a game by then. Uh, he hasn't played in a million years, so I don't really know how I feel about that one. Uh, they, they 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 could win it, uh, but but Memphis is good. John Morant's awesome, um, but they smoked them at home. So I think they can win, and they'll need to win. But you know, like you're saying, or you got to pick a loss somewhere. Traveling to a good Memphis team, they have Valanchunas, who can be kryptonite for one of the centers, and
0: Morant's awesome, and they've got good shooters.
1: I am picking a loss in Memphis.
0: I think I'll fall you on that one.
1: Adam can uh, easily travel to this game since it's in his, his uh, home state, Tennessee. Yeah,
0: I'm moving a little farther away from there, though.
1: Uh-huh. Coming home after Memphis for the Clippers, uh, Paul George returns to Indiana. Adam, who wins?
0: I want to pick the Pacers, but <laughs> uh, no. Nope, can't do it. Sorry.
1: I have no reason to pick the Pacers. They cannot defend big wings. The Clippers have two awesome big wings. The Clippers destroyed the Pacers in LA. I know Miles Turner didn't play. I don't care. The Clippers dominated that game. Clippers win. Yeah, that
0: was a funky game though. I mean, that was just like a yeah.
1: That was right after the Vic Trade. I get it. Yeah, they were Last a road trip.
0: That. They had just they were supposed to be in Phoenix and they weren't. And yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Speaking of the Vic Trade, <laughs> after LA, they play the Houston Rockets in Houston. Houston uh kind of bad right now but christian wood will be back by this state but they'll definitely be sellers of the trade deadline. they probably won't have pj tucker anymore at that point maybe they still have depot i i have no idea what's gonna happen there but even if uh you know depot's gonna be trying his best to do something awesome Sabonis, so will the pacers will even if the rockets are a little better because wood's back gotta pick the pacers there
0: yeah um yeah i mean they they should beat Houston, who um, where, where are they now in the West? They're the they're the 14th best team in the West right now. They should beat Houston. I mean, I, I'm not even sure Vic will be on that team. Come that no, no idea. I mean, there's a good chance he's not. Like we we might uh, get a... he turned
1: out an extension, so I think the Rockets are going to trade him. But we'll
0: see. Yeah, but the question is where and the money to make it match. Could we, could he end up in Denver a little it later?
1: What do you think, Adam? Right now, if the Rockets called and offered Victor Oladipo and two seconds for Karis Levert, would you take it?
0: No. <laughs> Pacers did a great
1: job of selling Oladipo when they did, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, Oladipo is just – he's just – he's not going to get a big – is he going to get a big hundred this, this season, this offseason?
1: Uh, I doubt it, but we'll see. Right? He doesn't have the – he's not healthy enough, too, I guess. I thought be. Well, after they play Oladipo, and he proves this wrong inevitably, uh, they go to Utah. Utah, like Denver, actually has a home court advantage. they the best team in the NBA, like, easily right now. Uh, they win that game. After that, they uh, got to yeah. play you – know, this- yeah, go Barnes ahead. and Crazy,
0: they beat Utah. I mean, they, they don't beat Utah unless Barnes and, and Crazy. Yes, Utah's very, very, yeah. very good this year.
1: Yeah, then they go to Atlanta, another big one, um, like the Bulls game where it like, could be fighting for record, tiebreakers or whatever. Uh, they beat Atlanta earlier. This is – you know why this game's fun, Adam? Why? Pacers versus Nate McMillan.
0: Oh, yeah. Nate gives a revenge game for Nate. There. And for
1: that reason, I am picking the Hawks uh, because <laughs> Nate McMillan's going to coach the game of his life and Troy Young's going to hit a million threes. Actually yeah. – yeah, I
0: just yeah, that one could be that one
1: will be fun though.
0: Maybe I was like totally out of the loop in in October a little bit with the Hawks, but I never I didn't realize how much of a hot seat the coach was on, and I didn't realize they basically hired. Yeah. Him oh and yeah. Everybody knew he was going to be the coach eventually, which I thought was now nah, made more sense. Right, McMillan I thought wasn't going to get a job eventually, so now it makes sense he wanted to get the Atlanta job because.
1: McMillan's messaging made it seem like he didn't think he'd get the job, but whatever. uh their last <laughs> three games. <laughs> That's <big> we're gonna. <laughs> he was gonna get it, but yes. Yes. Their last three games before their schedule gets a little harder again is San Antonio at home on a back-to-back. That's a makeup COVID game. Uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma City and Detroit all at home. And that's the only three games they play – it's three of the four games they play in a week. I mean, they could be right in the thick of it there. I think they win all three of those. They're all important. Bjorkren gets his team up for big games, even though they haven't put together a complete game for any of them yet. But – they're, they're important. This team, you know, doesn't roll over when it's important. None of those teams are awesome. Again, Oklahoma City's going to sell the vets off. Detroit's going to sell the vets off. Those two seem obvious. San Antonio, they've already played this month. They can beat San Antonio. I think they can win that game.
0: What do I have them at, Adam? At that point, you have them at twenty-eight and thirty-one, and I have one game above one hundred at thirty and twenty-nine. I do have them at twenty-eight and 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh my God! You don't doubt my you <laughs> doubt my math.
1: <laughs> I can't count as fast as Adam does, guys. Okay, so that
0: right at five hundred with. You can, you can hovering around under 500. Five, I am right above 500. So you're at this yeah. point, 20 at 31, they need to peel off a lot more in the next, what they have like five weeks left, 10, 11 games. left, They, basically. they would
1: have uh, yeah, they would have a 20, they would have four weeks left in their season, basically and 13 games to, to figure it out
0: and push for the playoffs. Yeah. That's going to be tough, but um, I don't know. We'll see that what... April is really
1: important, right? Like the only losses I gave them in April were Memphis in Memphis, the Clippers, Utah and Atlanta, right? Oh, and San Antonio. Five losses. Those are all
0: like Yeah. Like none of those
1: are easy. Like Atlanta, I guess, and San Antonio are winnable, but you know, you gotta assume they slip up in one of the games I pick them to win. Memphis is also winnable too. They they've gotta yeah, that's true. They have got to either do better in March than I thought or uh you know they've got to steal something because
0: yeah they go from playing a brutal march to like they play two teams that i think are really good in the clippers and in utah the rest of them are all teams on their level if not below them yeah so far. yeah all right let's, do, let's let's take one more break and then we'll finish out the last 13 games and see what record you have what record i have and whether we think they'll make the playoffs but first there's locked on pitch podcast also brought to you by betonline.ag Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college, basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline.ag even has you covered for things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website today, or use mobile phone to sign up today, and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means for every one hundred dollars you put down, you receive fifty free dollars. The promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. So, before we get the last thirteen games, Tony, when do you think TJ Warren might return? Are we looking at him in this time frame? You think towards the end of April, early May? Do you have any any feeling? I was typing a text to you that said, Adam, we should probably talk about TJ Warren's return being about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Perfect. I, I didn't even read the text. Good
1: I, job. I didn't even have to send it. I am I just deleted it. Yeah, this is, it. I, I am predicting with no inside information. Actually, let me rephrase that. With nuanced guessing, I am predicting that around here, maybe a tiny bit before, we'll get Warren to see Warren play again. Uh, because he's still in a boot, so I think he's a ways away, but – they could have applied for a desi- uh, disabled player exception where they thought he would be out for the year. The deadline to apply for that was March 3rd, so six days ago. They didn't even apply. Like, And we've heard from Björkrin when asked about his timeline, he said, like, I think, and Karras, he said, I think they're this year injuries. So Björkrin's messaging suggests he'll be back this season. A general timeline for a navicular fracture, despite that being a brutally hard one because it's hard to get blood flow to there. Suggests he'll be back this season. And the fact that they didn't apply for a replacement, even though they have tax concerns, just having another tool is always helpful. The fact they didn't even apply for it also suggests he could be, should be back this season. What did you
0: say his injury was? Uh,
1: navicular fracture in his foot.
0: Okay. I'll Have to consult with my with my family doctors who can tell me what that means at some point. <laughs> yeah, your
1: other this family doctor you consulted with who said six to eight weeks for Levert it looks like they're going to be literally right on. Yeah, I didn't want
0: to say the podcast, but I was like, I'll just mark that down and see if he's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, get
0: get him. Don't get him
1: on the record, maybe, but uh, you <laughs> let let me know. Um, so we we could be sniffing the Warren rumors around this time, which would be huge if they're right at the records we have them predicted for. So uh,
0: we'll see. Uh, it, I just it, say it, that I really miss TJ Warren? I know. He's my favorite player on this team to watch, like, by a mile. Oh, so he was nine. so fun last year. He was he was everything that I wanted to be an NBA player. Floaters, <laughs> little off-balance shots that just fall in constantly. I mean, yeah. like...
1: Um, so, one, is that exactly uh, what you're saying? He has variants to his game. Two, he's good, which is obviously yeah. fun to watch. And three, like, obviously, Bubble Warren, like, psyched up everybody's opinion of him. But, like, to me, the... The silent assassin, like the dude, just plays and shuts up and leaves the stadium. Like that's all he does. I
0: love the well, luxury. He had that twenty-three point game, like the third or fourth game of the year against, I think, maybe against Boston, and it was like a luxury that he scored twenty-three points. He didn't even. Yeah, like, didn't no, even he was minutes.
1: good. Like outside of the very first
0: game where it looked like he was literally gonna fall over every time he took a step, like which makes sense when you think about what happened with his foot. He yeah.
1: he was good in the other four games he played, and even with this crazy foot injury. So like obviously an avicular fracture, yeah, you have surgery. But the other three games he played. After that first game, which I think he only had, like, what, five points, six points, I don't even remember. Uh, five. He had 23-17-17. Like, clearly still good. Excited to see him when he returns. I don't know exactly when he's going to be back. I'm just going to say uh, the second game of this segment we're about to do at home against Portland okay. just to pick. I like picking home games. I don't know why. Um, maybe he can match up with Alert again. So, they do this back-to-back in Orlando, and then he comes back from Portland. So, let's, let's just hypothetically say that, although I have no idea if that's actually accurate.
0: All right, so the first game, well, since we came back from break, they now play Orlando on April 25th to back-to-back for them. It's in Orlando. I think we've had them beat Orlando every time this year. Did they sweep Orlando? I believe this was be the last game against them. Do you think they I sweep tweeted
1: them? this after they beat the Magic in overtime earlier this year, even though they played, like, crap. Look, like, I don't – even if it's a back-to-back in Orlando, I don't really care what happens. Like, the because Pacers just the beat magic. the Magic. Yeah, it just them. happens. Like, like it's, just, it's just a thing that happens. Yeah, like, it's like a law of the universe that the Pacers must – must beat the Magic when they play. So, uh, Magic are good. We we saw Vooch in the All-Star game. Uh, but, yeah, the Pacers are going to win that. Bonus
0: always gets the best of Vooch, whether it's in the skills challenge or in a regular game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was exciting. Um, So, yeah, I, even if the Magic make a go-for-it move at the deadline, which I doubt it, I, it's more likely they're sellers, right? Like, Vooch is apparently – like, teams are interested in him. I'm not saying he's on the block, but you know, we'll, we'll see what the Magic even look like then. I'm picking. Yeah, the they're pick.
0: not even going to be close to stepping the playoff. I guess they're only – No, they're
1: behind – they're like in the Wizards territory right now. Yeah,
0: they're three and a half back of the Pacers who are at the 10, which is technically the playoffs, I guess. So I guess you could sniff that round, but yeah.
1: Okay, so let's – presuming Warren is back, they'll probably be out of whack for a little bit as he comes back. Portland's good. Dame's amazing in the second half of every season. As much as it's fun it as it would be for Warren to come back and them to win, I think they're going to lose to the Blazers. Yeah, they don't beat Portland twice this year. They just that did. Yeah, winning in Portland
0: was a miracle in itself.
1: And their next game is against the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they lose to the Nets at home as well. I
0: would agree with you. Back-to-back losses. So,
1: there we go. So they hit the end of April. Uh, I have 29 and 33. You have uh, – I can't do things quick enough. 31 and 31. Look at you. So 500 with 15 games to go. They open up, again, a crucial May with Oklahoma City, Washington, Sacramento, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland. You got to go hot there, especially if they're 500. Uh, right. OKC is going to sell vets. Shea's amazing. I think they beat the Thunder, though, both times they play. They beat them both times last year. Again, the Thunder are good, but not going to to beat the Pacers.
0: I would agree. I think Washington on May 3rd, they lose in Washington. I don't know. It depends, I guess, on what we are looking at. But I think the Wizards are going to be closer to competing for that. 10 spot and so they'll actually be competitive and i don't know they might lose them
1: that's fair uh they'll definitely be trying they definitely have the best player amongst both teams i I think they'll sell guys uh i'll pick a win there i think they sell guys there's a chance russ is hurt there's a chance beals hurt well less so beal but russ is kind of injury prone and they're just not that good so i pick Pacers. i
0: I do think the pitch go in a three game or actually probably a four game which to be honest against the kings the hawks at home this this king's
1: game this Kings game will be eleven days. Let's let's just round for the sake of this this discussion. Ten days before the end of the season. This is about when some of this stuff is happening. We're like, Rashawn Holmes will have a fake ACL injury, right? And he'll be out for the rest of the season. And then, you know, they play the Hawks. Maybe the Hawks are still in it. Who knows? But if the Hawks are maybe out of it, oh look, oh shoot, like uh, Trey Young. Oh no, his calf hurts a little bit. Or like same deal thing with Beale, Or like you, the Cavs. Maybe it's. Kevin
0: Love or something like that. Kevin Love going to play this year? Let's be real.
1: Yeah, he'll be he'll be back when the All Star break comes
0: back. Allegedly. I mean, I mean, until he gets hurt again, inevitably. Yeah.
1: Right, right, right. So I think they'll win three of these four. Um, I think I, I keep giving the Hawks a lot of credit. I think they're going to be good the second half of the season. So I think they win three of those four. Those teams will be tank tastic, and yeah, we'll see. But yeah, you're right; they very well could win all four of those, and then um, be looking pretty good with a few games to go before playoffs start.
0: Yes. So the question right now is Philly going to have locked at the one seed at this point. Yeah,
1: exactly. So then their last four games, it's the opposite of the tanking effect where there's five days left in the season. They have Philly, Milwaukee, Lakers, and then at Toronto, right? So does Philly have number one locked up? Does Milwaukee have their seed locked up? Does the Lakers have their seed locked up? And the thing is, I think all of those are going to be no, because I guess for Philly, maybe they're like locked into second. Like the Nets are awesome. and. What's going to happen is Milwaukee's going to re- like, like they're going to try to avoid the Bucks. So if if Philly has a chance to get one, they're going to go so hard for it. So I kind of doubt they'll have that locked up. But I think the Bucks are probably locked into two, three. They're like a half step behind those top two
0: teams. Yeah. I so mean the
1: Bucks are sitting at that point, but I don't think Philly is. So I think Philly's going to try, and I'm picking the
0: Sixers. Yeah, I think honestly, I think I might be going to lose the last four games at this point. Really. I don't know. I mean, I guess the Lakers are probably locked in, hopefully, by that point.
1: That's what I was going to say. The Lakers are their chance to have a locked in opponent. I guess the Bucks, same thing. It, like, if they're so
0: far ahead of three that it's two versus three, maybe they don't even care because home court is different this year. Although, um, by, by May, May, um, late May, June, two through night matter be home game. Even if it's just two That's true. All
1: right, loss against Milwaukee, <laughs> win against the Lakers because uh, the Lakers don't try. And then they close with Toronto with a loss.
0: All right. Well, I, I go lost Philly, lost Wonky, lost Lakers, win against Toronto, which okay. was, for me, that puts them at 37 and 35 record.
1: Wow. Okay. I've got them at, oh, we have a different number of total games.
0: <laughs> what, <laughs> that only played 72 times, Tony, right? Yeah. How did I do the math wrong? Aha, I have 35 and 37.
1: There we go. We have oh we have them <laughs> flipped. We have to flip. <laughs> yeah, we do have them flipped. There we go. Uh, so that's that's fun and interesting. Um,
0: so the question Okay, okay so here's here my, here my question to you. Yep. Do they make the playoffs at 35 and 37? Now hold on. Before I, before I start, so the eight seed right now yes. in the in the wet in Let the east two given right. under 500. Picture the 10 seed to three under 500. So if you're 35, 37, are you in the top 10?
1: So let's let's assume. This is not necessarily a safe assumption. Let's assume the win percentages from the first half of the season roughly carry over to the second.
0: Well, Yes, your answer is yes. Then,
1: then the exactly the nine seed bowls would be roughly four games under five hundred, so thirty three or thirty four and thirty eight, I think. Yeah, roughly, maybe they're thirty three and thirty nine or something like that. That's if the percentages hold up. Same deal with like the Hawks and the and the Hornets and stuff. So if you're at thirty-five and thirty-seven, you are right in the thick of that play in hunt. I don't think right. that I think to get to like the sixth seed to avoid the play in, they'll have to win probably forty, maybe thirty-nine. Uh, I think you're a little
0: high. I think forty is a little high. Maybe really thirty-eight really? to thirty-nine.
1: Well, is... currently avoiding the plan is five hundred. Exactly and I have so. a feeling the heat, I guess the Knicks could stumble, but I have a feeling that the current top four, which is 76ers, nets, bucks, Celtics, plus the Heat, and maybe even the Raptors too. If the Raptors recover, then there's no way to get it. If they trade Lowry, then it's available. But you know, I think the Heat are going to recover. They were awesome to close out the first half with Jimmy back. So I think that top five is kind of locked up. So maybe the Knicks stumble, and you're right, it's closer to like 37, where you have it to get the six seed. But yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you that the Heat will probably get to the five seed. I just think that six seed's open. I don't think Toronto's Toronto's probably going to be a, tr- a seller. I think anyways. That's that's very
1: possible. So the other the other factor here is like. Look, Gordon Hayward could get hurt or, you know, Zach Levine or Thad Young. And it could be
0: a Pacer. It could be – Or what
1: I mean, if Tatum if gets, gets hurt gets or Brown. what if Brown gets hurt. Right, all right. So, so someone – One year. one big injury and the Pacers could get to six as well. And it's optimistic thinking. Like, they've been terrible since the start of February. Like, the Pacers have been terrible. It's, it's It's hilarious that we're discussing, like, how can they make the playoffs automatically? But I think we're talking about that because to bring it back to what we just did, this exercise for predicting every game, once March is over and we both have them, you know, not so far under 500 that it's like unforgivable 20 and 26 for me, 20 and 20, 21 and 25 for you that they, they have a, they're like basically April 1st through May 10th is not hard at all. Like they could very easily rattle off a big stretch, get into big rhythm and get back into the thick of it. And I think that their schedule is set up in a way that, like, all the, if they survive March, they can very easily pull themselves into these discussions to be like, okay, can they get to six? Where, where can they be when the plan comes around? That kind of stuff.
0: So I, I want to ask you one, one more question before we wrap up. Okay. So let's say they get in the, in the seven to the ten range. Let's yep. say they're fully healthy. Warren's back. Levert's back. Do they have any shot? I mean, I think they could win – I think, though, actually, even if they're the seven, 9 or 10, probably a favorite to win that play-in game, tournament, whatever it is. Yep. I went two in a row, right, to get in. The you got to beat
1: – you play the eight. If you're 7, you play the 8th seed at home. Uh, if you're 8, you play in the 7th seed. And the winner of that game is in. And then the loser of that game plays the winner of ninth versus 10th, which the ninth seed is home for that. So if you're 9-10, you got to win twice. And if you're 7-8, you got to win once, and you have two tries.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I, it's a nice. terrible
1: structure, if you ask me. Last year's was amazing. I don't know why they went away from it, but
0: I don't know. I mean, whatever. whatever. It they're gonna get ribbon eventually. Um it's not, it's not, they're not doing this going forward.
1: Yeah, but. I think they wanted some extra games that matter. So that they're gonna if they make it, they'll be like the best seven seed ever because of the way injuries broke. But yeah,
0: you know, well, the, so my guess is at way you're talking, they really could probably only be the eight seed, right? They have to be at the seven, I guess they be in the seven eight game, but if they're not in the top eight, which your record I think puts them more at the nine spot. Looking at being an eight seed,
1: you cannot be the seven seed if you're in the nine ten slot. If you're in the seven eight slot, you can be 7th seed, right?
0: Right. So I'm thinking it. It feels like to me that they're more looking at. I mean, no matter what, looking at playing Philadelphia or Brooklyn slash walking the first round.
1: Yeah, I I think Uh, they should try if they can of those teams to get.
0: They get two wins off Philly in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised, but. Really yeah gonna...
1: that's what i was gonna say i don't think anyone can beat the nets in the east but i think they could get one off milwaukee just got to shoot well from three because the bucks give up lots of threes and i think they get probably two off the six or similar reasoning
0: yeah i mean they're the the one thing would be be the eight seed and then hope mb gets hurt and that saves you i mean i mean the real
1: you. goal for their season is Karras comes back they click like crazy and just just Destroy our expectations for March and they sneak into that 4 or 5 and play Boston. And that's what yeah, they, they get want. In the 4 or 5 and
0: they legit first run series chance. Yeah, I think. I mean, so Boston that, that, not that good this year. If
1: you're the optimist. Your hope is that Karras comes back March 12th against the Lakers. Karras comes back three days from now, which I doubt it, but maybe. And then they just immediately start clicking and roll through March. But that that seems unlikely. But it's possible. It's possible. But it's, it, It's insane. They're two and a half games out of four and they're two and a half games out of 13. Like the East is just.
0: Crazy right now, so yeah. At this point, when the win a first round series, there needs to be some kind of uh injury towards the end of the season to probably to either Milwaukee or Philadelphia Night, involves one player into those teams. The Nets could probably survive one injury to their top three and still be better than the Pacers.
1: Yeah, I'm not even gonna think about winning a series at this yeah. point of the season. I would agree know if that's likely or possible, but whatever.
0: yeah, I'm with you so. All right, so you have them at 35, 37. I'm 37 and 35. Uh, we were both pretty off in our uh, first half, right? I think we both had them in the 20s for wins in the first half, and we were both wrong on that one because they only have 16 wins right now. So who knows if we'll be right? Who knows if we'll be wrong? I think if you took our full predictions, we'd have them at – uh, at 40 and 32, and I'm at 43 and 29. To actually make that, they'd have to win 27 of their last – for me, 27 of their last 35, and then at twenty-four of the last 35. Or 37. Yeah, undershooting
1: so. their first half was just so brutal.
0: Yeah, I mean, they brutal were – yeah, we don't really have any shot at that, frankly. So, I guess we'll just see, right? I guess we'll just see. Um, what other shows do we have this week?
1: Yeah, either t- – I don't know the order. It depends on some other stuff that might happen for the show this week. doesn't matter to you guys. Any whom, uh, one of the two days between tomorrow and Thursday will be, like, a Kar- when's Karis coming back kind of discussion how he can help the team – where this team is at and previewing this week's game. So talking Lakers, talking Suns. The other day, we'll do a trade deadline preview kind of deal. I don't want to talk too much about the trade deadline until closer to it, but it's a good time to kind of get an overview of what they might do while they're not playing. And then Friday, of course, Lakers preview with someone who covers Lakers. Should
0: be fun. Yep, awesome. Back in the swing of things, pretty much. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers. You can follow Tony at t NBA, me at Freedom Adam 5 This is all for his Locked On Pacers podcast. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.